Jake, what are we talking about today? Well, Cameron, we have a new episode for everyone. Oh, do we? I wonder what we're going to be talking about. We! We! Welcome back, everyone, to Region Unlocked Season 3. My name's Cameron. Yahoo! And I'm Jake. Jake, how's it going? Oh, it's going wonderful as usual, Cameron. Lots going on, but I'm really excited to be talking about new stuff with you today from yeah. across the Pacific Ocean, as usual. Yeah, I'm very excited. One thing I, I want to just start adding to our episodes, just for, for the future listeners... Uh, I'm going to say the date. Today, we are recording on April 4th and April 5th in Japan, 2021. There that you go. is absolutely true. There's the date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're a little bit ahead, many, many hours ahead. So it's already morning here and it's a bit late over there uh, of the previous day, I should say. True. Okay. Anyway, so Jake, you've been super busy lately. We actually haven't sat down to record in a while. This is... I know we put out an episode last week, but that was a more modern, up-to-date episode, while this one is our actual first one that we are recording for Season 3. This is the first time we've sat down for Season 3, and we're going to record a whole bunch more before we finally post these, so who knows what date you are listening to it. But anyway, catch me up. What have you been doing in Japan? Well, I've been doing an awful lot. And I guess this uh, episode is kind of a nice milestone or kind of a nice, uh, a kind of a nice big checkpoint, if you will, because okay. this, uh, this actually marks my first day back in Tokyo from Osaka. I moved back to Tokyo after being in Osaka for about a year. So really right now, Osaka is kind of my home in yeah. Japan, <laughs> much more so than Tokyo. So it's kind of like a new start uh, and it's perfect because this is the first day we're recording our season three bits. Yeah, so that worked that's out. what I've been doing. It did. It really did work out. And I'm not very up to date on video games right now. I have not been playing much at all, simply because I've been focused on moving. And yeah. well, I have been playing a bit of Animal Crossing, but I mean, who doesn't? It's a great casual game. And I, I don't kind of I'm sick of that game. Oh, Cameron, Actually, it's okay. I do need to get, there's, there's two sea creatures left I need to, to go and dive for, and then I'll be officially done. Other, oh. than, if, other than art, but I'm not going to log on every day to just see that red's not there. So I'll, I'll be True. officially done after I get that art. Okay. Yeah. Red's, red's Sorry, sea creatures kind of difficult. Art. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. That's amazing. You've, you've almost got everything. That's super. I'm, I'm not quite that uh, dedicated. Not yet, at least. <laughs> Oh, well. So that was what I was doing recently. And for that reason, I haven't been playing too many video games. I did just power on my PS4 to get all the updates down because now I have stable internet connection. Yeah. And uh, that is wonderful, finally. No more mobile hotspot nonsense. And on top of that, I also got back from a rather long, I guess, vacation in the south of Japan. Yeah, tell us about it. So... A lot happened. Oh my gosh, we did quite a bit, and it was it was amazing. But southern Japan, so Kyushu, which is the southernmost island attached to the mainland Japan, so like not Okinawa, which is far, much further south uh, off the coast. Yeah, 
But we went to uh, Fukuoka and Nagasaki. Both are known for their amazing culture and amazing food, which is quite true. And they're on the shore. So I got to see the beach. That was amazing. Cool. So, yeah. And wow, all the places we went to. I think one of my favorites was an island called Gunkanjima. And it's different because you have to take a boat out there. It's, it's out in the ocean a little bit. And it takes about an hour boat ride to get there. So it's an abandoned island that used to have a very bustling city on it. Yeah. And when you get there, it's kind of eerie because everything is dilapidated. It's like a, kind of a, I, I don't know. It's just, it's so eerie going out there. It's like nature has taken over it. But yeah. anyway, it used to be a coal mining town and after all the coal dried up and everything got too expensive, everyone abandoned the island and you got this post-apocalyptic style island that you can go out to. And so you can look around all the crumbling buildings and everything, but they're really strict. They watch you the whole time and they make sure you don't go anywhere and you can only stay for like half an hour on the island, even though it took an hour to get out there one (laughs) way. But I took a lot of pictures of that. So that really stuck out with me. But they used that island as a filming location for 007 Skyfall. Oh, really? Yeah. It was really cool and really creepy at the same time. <laughs> but that's that's just one leg of the adventure. There's a lot more. A lot more awesome, fresh stuff that's not post-apocalyptic. <laughs> so, Yeah, I saw you posted pictures of like the cherry blossoms in bloom. And that, and that was the country. Yeah, really that was cool. the contrast. <laughs> yeah. There there was a lot of beautiful uh, cherry blossom trees, and that's really big right now. They're in bloom, and they won't stay in bloom for very long. But Japan is known for its very brightly colored cherry blossoms, which are everywhere right now. That's so cool. It, it really was. I miss it already. But well, hey. I'm back. You live in that country. Mm-hmm. So every day is a cool adventure. Oh, yeah. Plenty more stories to come. But I guess we're not here to talk about my vacation now, are we? We're not. (laughs) Let's talk about some uh, other things. Okay, so what I've been up to recently, actually, gaming-wise, has kind of been a little stagnant. But uh, speaking of Okinawa, you you said that island, Mm -hmm. I finally, after my whole life, rented the Karate Kid. Because I've been hearing how good this Cobra Kai is on Netflix. I loved The Karate Kid. It's I only watched that one. I haven't seen the sequels. But then flew through all three seasons of Cobra Kai, which is incredible. I can't wait for season four. I loved it so much. But it's uh, inspired a new segment that Jake and I are going to do here on the show. Because while watching this, uh, Mr. Miyagi is always calling Daniel, Daniel-san. It's like, what does this, what does this mean? In Japan, they're, they're always tacking on like San onto names and like, I don't know what this means. So each week, Jake is going to give us a little Japanese lesson now. So Jake, take it away. What, what are these naming conventions? Naming conventions in Japan are really interesting and you'll get to know them pretty fast if you use them. So I've gotten to use them a lot in the workplace yeah. uh, because they're they're fun. So anyway, San, you hear San a lot. You say the name and then San. Uh, typically in Japan, you'll see the last name and then San, but you can also use the first name and then San. So San is just a form of respect. Okay. It's common. You can use it for almost anyone, usually around the same age or older. 
uh, if they're much, much, much younger than you, you usually don't use it, at least seriously. And sama is a form of great respect. So you、okay. will say sama to say the boss of the company or someone who you find very, very, very higher than you are. Like a grandparent、so、or something. Exactly. Like、okay. a grandparent that you respect greatly. So san is respect, like Mr., Ms., Mrs. Sama is like almost grand one in a way. Maybe that's、okay. too much, but <laughs> if we go the opposite direction, we're talking about chan and kun.、Mm-hmm. So, chan, you usually use chan with girls. So, young girl. So, why do you say, say usually?、Name? Chan.、Uh, because there's exceptions, but that's just, it's just most common to use chan with young girls and kun with young boys. Okay. It's like a diminutive form of san, chan、okay. and kun. Cool. And so、yeah. there's just like those four? There's more.、Oh. But I'm not as familiar with them or confident in describing what they mean. Okay. Not that you define them, but you, what do they sound like?、Uh, Heika is your majesty. Oh. So you would, <laughs> you would never say Heika to anyone, really. Anyone. <laughs> you would say it to the emperor. Okay. So there's that. And I'm not familiar with any more. Okay. Those、cool. are naming conventions in Japan. Yeah, they are kind of cool. Somewhat similar, yet somewhat different to the ones we have in English.、So. Well, thank you for that little Japanese lesson. Let's insert a cool Jake Japanese lesson jingle right here. Jake's Japanese lesson jingle! Boy, that was fantastic. Oh, that was cool. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be at this point. It'll be a nice surprise. Yeah, the surprise is swimming through our heads right now, and it's sounding amazing so far. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get into it. So, as we said in the intro, and as you already saw with the title of this episode, we're talking about the Xbox 360. Totally. <laughs> we are talking about the PS3 after that, right? Yeah, but first, let's talk about the Wii. Oh, oh wow. That was okay. Okay. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> that, right. That's a surprise. Let's, let's just take a minute and let's all let's sit back and enjoy just the peaceful sound of the Wii menu startup screen. Wasn't that relaxing? It really was. You know, Cameron, <laughs> I used to have that play in the background. I'll, I'll shamelessly admit that. I used to have it playing in the background of my room, just as study music or whatever, as white noise. I don't, that's not bad. Like, it is great white noise. It really is. Totally agreed there. Just weirdly calming. Weirdly calming. <laughs> oh, that was. Bad. No, <laughs>、right. that, I'm ashamed of that one. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's get started.、Uh, as usual, we got a handful of facts and reminiscing to do, talking about launch titles. We got a top five of some sort coming up. But anyway, Jake and I, we both prepared in a similar way. So I'm wondering what kind of overlap we have <laughs> on facts here. We'll try to stump each other on, on cool knowledge. Yeah. But.、Uh, Let's get into it. Do you want to kick it off first, Jake? Where do you want to start? Well, let's start somewhere. And if we need to go back or forward, we can just go from there. 
True. So uh, I will start off with maybe a little bit of the beginning of the naming of this console. It was not originally called the Wii, was right. it, Cameron? It was not. It, w- it was called the Revolution. That was the name of the project, and that was what it was announced as, the Revolution. And that's what got a lot of us hyped, and that's actually kind of an <laughs> awesome name. It is. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, this is going to change the game. And it really did, because this console was... I guess at least the first time in my mind I had seen or heard of something that was so different from a traditional gaming console. Like, what was this thing? A lot of people were asking questions. Yeah. And the original color of this was not white, like it's standardly known for today. It was black. Mm, Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so I remember President Satoru Iwata, rest his soul, walking out on stage and saying, you say you wanted a revolution, we have one. (laughs) And then boom, it's history from there. And Cameron, we used to talk a lot about this. And I remember when we uh, used to call each other a long time ago, back in like, what, 2005? uh, We we used to discuss (laughs) what what we thought this console was going to be about. Oh my gosh. And it, uh, it released in North America on November 19th, 2006, and in Japan on December 2nd, 2006. So we beat you to it. Yeah, it seems that way. When this got shipped out, I remember there was a big shortage, okay? Many people wanted this console and they did not make enough. So a lot of the GameStops and EB Games and other brick and mortar stores that we don't really know much about anymore except through uh, Reddit, they did not order enough copies uh, of this console for many people. So I remember the local GameStop only had 10 in stock. Oh, dang. For like the entire town or whatever, city, town, wherever. And we got, <laughs> we, okay, every time I say that, it's going to, okay. And we got one of those consoles. Yeah. So that oh, was so you sheer got, coincidence. Did you get it like right at the launch? Yes. Dang. Sheer coincidence too. That does not happen. And it was only because somebody canceled their order at the last minute. Oh, wow. So that was quite awesome. But uh, mm, I've got so many memories. I'm just going to stop right there. Okay. Because uh, (laughs) I'm thinking of so much more to say. But uh, Cameron, what other things do you have to share about the Wii? All right. So when this thing was announced, it was such a mystery. We, you know, being hardcore Nintendo fanboys, loving the GameCube, we hear that this next thing is called the Revolution, and we really, we knew nothing about it at all, other than the name and that it's going to be this wonderful jump into next gen. And that wasn't all necessarily true. And (laughs) I just remember, yeah, again, the hype, the mystery of what the heck is this thing? And we knew it was going to have some sort of new twist on the controller. I had heard that somewhere, and we didn't know what it was, what that was going to be. And so I remember one day at school, a friend brought in a printout of when the controller got announced. And I look at this thing, and it's just like, what in the world is that? Like, are you serious? (laughs) This is what we've been waiting for? It's a remote. It is literally a remote, and it's got this nunchuck dangling attached to it it's like are you kidding me 
What is Nintendo doing? And I remember being so angry at that. And then we later find out what it's called the Wii. What is that? W I I. It's like this. It's just funny because now, like, you think the Wii and it it doesn't register at all. You're just like, yep, that's the Wii. But at the time, it's like the Revolution was a cool name. It's like yeah. the Wii. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> oh. And, and also being just underwhelmed with the design of the console itself, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah. a DVD player. That's pretty much yep. it. And it was tiny, yeah. right? Not very fancy. Oh, my goodness. The, the name itself, the name of Wii, almost off-put me from buying the console. Yeah. When I had a friend who told me that it was going to be called the Wii, I repeatedly asked what and thought he was joking. <laughs> You got to admit, it's strange going from revolution to Wii. Yeah. And I understand now it's kind of a universal word and it's much easier to say and think of. But at the time it was weird. And this was also a time when there was a little more frontier on the internet and there was a lot more pictures and theories and crazy stuff circulating about it. So I remember seeing lots of pictures of like, prototypes and just like really bad cgi renderings of what people thought the wii was going to be right yeah and so like when they presented this remote i was thinking oh it's probably got some kind of a screen capability where you can like press it and there's like a hologram that pops up or something (laughs) Uh, and because there were pictures like that and i remember back in the day when we both had one-up accounts remember that oh my gosh yes Yes, that was also a place to post these pics. And there was so much discussion and talk about what this new console was. Can, can we actually and, just pause and talk about 1UP? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so 1UP <laughs> used to be this gaming site. It later got uh, like bought by IGN and then I think just kind of like absorbed or shut down. But it had this very like involved blog community where you could set up basically like a gaming MySpace page. And... <laughs> I don't know how I discovered it, but I got I dragged you into it somehow. Yes, and you did. we were obsessed with this. Like you could have three blog posts up on your homepage at a time. You would post like all the games you've played and but you could also do a crap load of HTML coding just like in MySpace. So we had this thing computer like screen crashing so filled with like gaming gifs like just going <laughs> down the screen. And but like we spent so much time working on our channels or our channels, thinking of YouTube, uh, but just our our blog pages. Uh-huh. And I remember we would post on those blogs constantly and ask each other about the stuff we saw on that. Mm-hmm. And I remember like posting a blog like when the Wii home screen, like a screenshot of that came out. Like I put that on my blog. It's like, hey guys, like this is what the Wii's home screen is going to look like. It's not going to go straight into a game. It's going to take you to this menu. Like, isn't that cool? And it's just funny because I spent so much time on that and it stayed on the internet forever. It stayed for so long, frustratingly so, where, you know, eventually as you start to like get out of college or towards the end of college, you're curious what uh, comes up when you Google your name because maybe employers are going to do that. And for me, it's Mm -hmm. like Cameron Noonan's one up page. And it's like the. It was like the top three links took to that one-up page. It's like, oh, no. Anyone who Googles me is going to come to this. But eventually it, it disappeared. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I remember the same what, thing. What was your experience with one up? <laughs> Pretty similar to yours. I would Google my name many years after making that crazy page and seeing like random pictures of Mario that I posted on the page just like way back in the day. And I remember visiting the site much later and there were only like three or four gifts that actually worked. The rest of it was just HTML nonsense yeah. gobbledygook. <laughs> so like, wow, I remember this used to look a lot prettier because the hosting sites had probably all shut down long, long ago. I remember I'd go to your page a lot because you'd always have the fun pictures. I did. You, you knew how to get all the cool stuff. And for a long time, you were my link into the, the outside world, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like the the good material the, the good sourcing so i would take like those pictures the funny ones and i remember printing them out and being so happy like oh i'm gonna put them all over my door to be cool <laughs> look at me so i had little pictures of mario and that's awesome video game memes all over my door for years that's but so cool being involved in that site i was pretty involved there, yeah. there were a lot of there were a lot of things to do there. Yeah, I even ran a Metroid Prime like fan club on there. Yeah, you did. You did have that. And there were like thirty or forty members. Yeah, big time. So, yeah, you, you, <laughs> anyway, you're quite the leader. And so, you could get points. Yeah. Anyway, I was just curious. I just googled myself to see what would come up. One up does not come up anymore. Like the first two <laughs> links are to my thesis, which I'm proud of that. And then it's a whole bunch of like wedding websites for wedding parties I've been in. And then oh, yeah. our podcast comes up on page two. It's like, oh, shoot, need to push that up. Need to get that on page one. Yeah, we got to push this. <laughs> oh, what happens? We're, if, we're still doing it. I'm just going to Google region unlocked. What happens? Ooh, very interesting. Oh, sweet. I mean, region unlocked. I mean, that should come up with a lot of, you know, region locked results, but... We're on page one. Oh, nice. We're a little ways down, but we come up. Sweet. Page oh, it's page one. Uh, two of them. We get one to our Buzzsprout site and one to our Twitter. Awesome. Which we don't post on. No, not as much. Maybe right. I'll put something today. Anyway. Okay, moving on. Next thing to talk about. So the Wii. You know it. You love it. It was a huge seller, and yeah, as Jake said, it was one of the first times Nintendo like wasn't really prepared for launch, I feel like, where mm -hmm. they were sold out everywhere, and that's kind of been the, the same thing ever since then, and mm -hmm. you know, we're dealing with a similar situation now with the other next-gen consoles, mm -hmm. but that's also due to a like a, a semiconductor shortage or something like that. Due yeah. to COVID. So, mm -hmm. I got mine randomly. It was like the night of a, you know, this was like, it came, you said it came out in 2006. Yeah. And I got it that winter. And so, this is in high school where on Friday nights, you were supposed to be at basketball games. Like, that's where mm -hmm. everyone's at. And I remember I skipped the game because one of my friends... Like had happened to run out to Walmart before the game, and he just called me. It's like, hey, they got Wii's here. I know you want one. They had like two Wii's, and I'm like, oh man, all right, I'm skipping the game. And I just like flew out to Walmart and bought it. And 
I remember just sitting at home by myself, setting it up and playing it because my family was at the game. And, oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, so then they, they come home and see me waggling that thing, playing fishing in Zelda, and they're like, oh, you look so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm burning calories. I'm getting a workout. So you probably got more of a workout than most of the people at the, at the game. Because um, you were moving. No. No. No? Fishing in Zelda's not a workout. But anyway... So, uh, just general info about it when it came out. It launched at $250, and then it later dropped to 200 in September of 2009. But it was very interesting with all the stuff it came packed in with, because it essentially was half a GameCube. Like, it's crazy how much effort they put into this to make it GameCube compatible, to the point where mm-hmm. it had four slots for controllers, and for the memory cards, and then it also had spot for uh, an SD card, and there's two USB slots on the back, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool that it had that. And then, of course, it's packed in with the virtual console, which is the first time Nintendo had ever done something like that, where you could download old games from the NES, Super Nintendo, and even the N64, and my gosh, I miss it so much. Like, Why have they not brought it back to Switch? I don't understand at all. But anyway, mm. I owned, <laughs> I just booted it up today. I've got Super Mario Bros. 3, the original Legend of Zelda, and Ocarina of Time. Did you have any virtual console games? Yes, I did. I had Ocarina of Time. And did they have Majora's Mask on there? I believe so. Okay. If so, then I probably had it. I had a Japanese import game called Sin and Punishment. Oh, and that was cool. Yeah, you've talked about that yeah. before. And I had a bunch of random older ones that I played a lot, especially with either you could use a GameCube controller or the classic controller, which just had standard buttons on it, like a D-pad, two uh, joysticks, and the regular buttons. So totally different than a Wii, a Wiimote. And I, I did play a lot of those. And I also got really involved in the other apps that you could download with the Wii, like the voting channel. <laughs> All right, tell us about the, the other channels here. Oh, the other channels? So there were multiple channels. There was the shopping channel where you could buy stuff, the the voting channel where you could participate in random surveys. That what what was the point of that? <laughs> it, it was just for fun, just to see if you won. Yeah. Um, like, it was always fun when you were part of the margin that voted for a certain thing. The majority or something. Exactly. And then there was Check Me Out. Yeah. So Check Me Out was probably my favorite. And I got really involved in that to the point where it was almost my hobby. Other than going to school, <laughs> basically. Okay. What and, is it? And video games, of What's course. Check Me Out? So you would have your Miis, right? You could design your Miis. And they're basically little avatars if you don't know what they are yet. And we had a lot of cool ones. And you could get pretty creative with these Miis. You could. So these contests were created for different Miis. It would give you a prompt. like, make someone who looks determined. And then people would submit their Miis from across the world. And you would see whether or not yours was placed high. Okay. Well, I had several that were placed very high. And one of them, I think, came in ninth place internationally. Whoa! Yeah. What so was it? It was, 
I, th- I think it was the caption. Maybe that's because I rem- remember it so well. The caption was, make someone who looks determined. And the first place was a me that looked exactly like President Obama. Okay, <laughs> I get it. Like, all right, all right it was about that time. <laughs> but okay. I, I got ninth place and I made... I arranged the facial features so that it created like a shadow character of a cowboy holding two revolvers. <laughs> and I was so proud of it. <laughs> but yeah, that was my success story. That's cool. And check me out. Yeah, I never checked that out. Well, it was fun. <laughs> I gotta say. So yeah, there's some really iconic things with the Wii, especially when it comes to the menu and the channels and the music. Like, I can't tell you how many times in the background of videos I've heard, like, the Me Plaza music. So <laughs> let's all take a minute. Let's listen. Ah, uh-huh. yes. Good, good music. It's, yes. it's very good. All of this is good. Amazing and then music. The Wii Shopping Channel, mm-hmm. which is also great. <laughs> so let's yes, this this is a good song. Makes me want to uh, buy things. So yeah, totally. so great music. Like that's what I remember the most about that. It's just kind of maybe not the system itself, the games, the gameplay. Like maybe that has not lived on, but it has left such this cool legacy of. Like how iconic it really was. Mm-hmm. That's very true. The music, which we hear so much today, and I know everyone's heard, and I think especially the the Mies. Let's be honest. <laughs> we could have a lot of fun creating those Mies. You could save your Mies to the controller and bring your controller to another friend's Wii and, and use your character in the game. And I did that with you uh, multiple times. Yep, so that's what I was going to share. So I booted my Wii up today. I picked it up back home and and brought it here. And (laughs) half of my Mii Plaza is stuff that you made. I've got, (laughs) like, the whole cast of Napoleon Dynamite made by Jake. Like, Napoleon, Kip, and Uncle Rico. Um, I had Weird Al made by you. Uh, Elvis. (laughs) <laughs> one guy, one that was just called Techie, just looks like a nerd or something. Yep, I remember him. <laughs> I remember all these. Wow, this is a blast from the past. And of course, Jakey. Jakey's on there. <laughs> yeah. To this day, that exact same me uh, me model is this, is the one I use for everything, including my Switch. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It really was. But of course, it all started with the one that you made. It was Link. You took the eyebrows and you made it his long ears. Yep. And ever since I saw that, I'm like, this is cool. And from there on, it kind of spawned a mini obsession of creating (laughs) these. So thank you for that inspiration, Cameron. Yeah, you're welcome. I think a few other creative ones I had were Admiral Akbar (laughs) and Chewbacca and Leon Kennedy, I believe. Oh, okay. And then just like every member of my family. Okay, of course. Got to make those family members. (laughs) all right so the the next thing i want to talk about is that you could connect this to wi-fi and actually send each other messages and you and i did this a lot 
And whenever you got a message online, your disk drive would flash blue. Uh-huh. And that, so I looked, I don't know if you uh, know this, but that flash is meant to pattern. So it blinks like to the, to the rhythm of the Japanese bush warbler. Oh, yeah. Cool. So I don't know how uh, mind blowing that is to anyone listening, but there you go. There, there's is a reason because it was kind of like a, it was like a, a gradual build from dark to, to bright blue and then like two quick flashes of blue. So apparently that matched their, uh, their chirp. So anyway, so Jake and I, huh. we would send each other messages like texting back and forth on this and I'd come home from school and be like, oh, it's lit up blue. I got something from Jake. And so today I got on and held the back button to go from 2021 all the way to the first message I could find from you. And I'm going to read a few messages to you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so first off, uh, here's a pretty cool thing. As I was going back and going back and going back, the first one I found was from 2007. Can you tell me what day that was in 2007? In 2007? Um, oh, gosh. I don't even remember sending you messages. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> this is bad. Anyway, it, it's, it was today. It was April 4th, uh, 2007. What? Yeah. <laughs> I hit that message. I was like, wait a second. I pulled out my phone and looked at it. I was like, it's today. That's crazy. Holy cow. That's awesome. So let's see. I didn't record. I didn't take a picture of all the messages. Here's one you said that says, I have monster 4x4. It's just like Excite Truck, by the way. Get smooth moves. WarioWare's awesome on DS, but it pones on Wii. <laughs> That's a bit of a dated term, isn't it? Pones. <laughs> you guys remember pones? P-W-N? I remember pone. But yeah, got that message. Here's one. says, Dude, the only me I had on parade was your mom. Lol. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. So apparently I was trying to like send me's to you through the me parade, but the only one showing up was my mom. To this day, I think the only one that's on there is your mom. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's, that's weird. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the one more. I just sent you this picture on Facebook, but you just sent me this message. It's like, you remember this? And it's you and I sitting on a couch, hmm. and I've got this big, stupid smile and awful hair, and you've got like, you look like a greasy goth, actually. <laughs> Even though it's a Christian shirt, but it's all black, you're frowning, and you've got, like, gelled hair down to your... (laughs) That's just, like, gelled all flat, you know? Yep. (laughs) And a a big old frown. And it's it's got a date on it. It says July 19th, 2006. I do remember that vividly. So you were sitting there. (laughs) You must have stuck your SD card in your Wii and then messaged it to me. I, I did, actually. This was one of the first digital camera photos my family took or at least had and i was about to leave because i was hanging out at your house at the time so my mom wanted a picture of both of us because that's typical (laughs) and uh mom was like smile 
smile, smile. And me being the very angsty kid was like, not smiling. <laughs> I just sat there with a frown on my face. And then your, your smile got bigger and bigger and bigger. But we couldn't see each other. So she took the picture and you've got this big smile and I'm angry, it looks like. Yes, you, do, you look very angry. That's why it is a treasure and why it looks so funny. <laughs> so I did that with a lot of pictures, uploaded them and you could edit them. Like, I think there was one, I, there was one time I took that picture and I like swapped our heads. Did you really? That's not <laughs> yeah. something I've seen. No, it's, it's sitting on the Wii. Okay. Yep. Back in the States. Uh, we should move on a little bit here. Oh, I do want to add, it, w- it was interesting how it like sent you a message every day at the end of your play session that like just recorded all of your time. Mm-hmm. And it would also kind of send you messages. Uh, every once in a while, a game would trigger a message. Like if mm. you beat it or something like that. And I did notice August 12th, 2009 is when I beat metroid prime 3 and then i never touched it again it, wow. sent, it sent me like a con- like I, t- I think i took a screenshot of the game like the end game screen mm-hmm. and it's just cool that that's all still there it really is it, it, it's like a time capsule going back and those were like almost the predecessors to achievements and trophies if you think that's, about it no that's not true because the 360 was out <laughs> there was there was achievements, but Nintendo wasn't doing it. <laughs> oh, of course. And Nintendo really still doesn't do it, do they? No, they don't. But the oh. novelty of achievements has kind of worn off anyway. Yeah. It's pretty standard now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so let's uh, get back into just a few more facts here. So its namesake, the Wii, was meant to you know signify of its inclusiveness, right? Mm-hmm. That it was meant for everyone. It's all of ours. And as weird as it was, it was actually a genius move by Nintendo because the GameCube started falling behind and Mm -hmm. it was clear to them that this couldn't be a three company race for power, right? Like if the three or the Xbox, the PlayStation and Nintendo were all trying to do the same thing, just make a similar console, like that's just not going to work. Like the, community can't sustain three consoles that are more or less the same. And Mm -hmm. so they decided to branch out to do something more unique. And so they were approached by a company, uh, more specifically a guy named Tom Quinn of the company Gyration. And he came to them with this idea of the motion controls. And they had like a pretty heavy argument uh, at Nintendo. They couldn't decide if they wanted to go for it, but they ultimately did but before that, he actually pitched his ideas to Microsoft and Sony before that. And they both hmm. shut him down to the point where Microsoft, apparently the team that he spoke to was like so rude about it that the company had to like issue him an apology email afterwards because they like just laughed in his face. Whoa. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that's bad. But then ultimately like it destroyed that generation, right? Like, Uh it crushed the PS3 and the Xbox. It sold 101.63 million copies, or not copies, systems. 
that puts it at number four of top consoles. So not not counting handhelds. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the PS2, the PS4, and the PS1 are all above it. But still, 101 is insane. Like everyone had this. Mm-hmm. I mean, my grandma had this. It's probably still yeah. sitting up above her TV at her house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone could use it, right? Yeah. That was kind of the goal. It was marketed to everyone. Yeah, and it's just, it's so cool because from this point on, Nintendo has really cemented itself as like, we're doing what the heck, whatever we want. You know, we're not going to stick mm-hmm. to your traditional console launches because we're not putting out the same thing, right? Like, if Xbox waited two years to match PlayStation, like, they're screwed. But Nintendo, mm-hmm. they're like, we, we're not following those conventions and we can do it however we please. And that's awesome. It's, it's so Nintendo. It is. Even when it has not been a good idea for them, they still continue <laughs> to do that, even though it's not always been Wii successful. <laughs> yeah. As great as it was, I guess there were some problems, right? We had yeah. the, the wrist strap problem. That was causing an issue. Well, I guess wasn't it, the strap or people not using them and flinging them? Uh, that is the real question, and that's kind of hard to determine, right? <laughs> well, it, it's such a new concept, this idea of moving to play video games. Yeah. So I guess you really can't have any regulations about that, and people don't really know what they're doing. So throwing their arms around with this remote control, and it fall, falls out of their hand, who's to blame, the wrist strap or the person? Yeah. It's difficult. I remember I was super disappointed because the the week I got it, I took it over to Jason's house and was showing it off. And it fell, my, my Wiimote fell off his ottoman and onto a carpeted floor and it broke the motion controls. What? Yeah. I have no idea why. Like it is literally like two feet, if that. Whoa. Onto carpet. And I remember being so <laughs> devastated, obviously, because it was the first week I had it and uh-huh. had to call my Nintendo. And they were just really nice about it, actually, because they're like, oh, well, <laughs> they're like, do you have the receipt? Do you have the warranty? I'm like, uh, no, I don't. They're like, well, it looks like you've been a member here with us for like eight years. We'll just, we'll, we'll take care of it for you. <laughs> and they sent me a new one. Wow. But anyway, I don't, I wasn't going anywhere with that. No worries. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, all good. Yeah, you're right. It was it, unprecedented. We hadn't dealt with m- motion controls in any way, or this mm-hmm. is brand new. And now, since then, obviously, they started something, and mm-hmm. PlayStation eventually tried to copy them with the move. I mean, I guess they had the eye on PS2, which had some interesting stuff. Yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, so then they later had you know their motion controllers. Xbox came out with the Kinect, which is a really cool idea that just ultimately flopped. Mm-hmm. And now look at VR, right? Like, yeah, that's that is pure motion controls and it's absolute definition. So, totally true. They made quite the impact. <laughs> yeah, they did. Most of it was probably on people's TVs when the remote controls <laughs> flew out. <laughs> Big old crack. <laughs> yeah, so my Wii doesn't really work anymore, unfortunately. Dude, the what disc drive doesn't work. Oh, I don't know. It's just old. I played I played it so much, and it's great. I can still use it, but the disc drive doesn't work. Oh, so 
it'll just like spin the discs and it, you can hear it. It sounds like it's trying, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm now sure there's paperweight. an easy fix if you just like open it up and it needs cleaned or something. Probably. I'll need to uh, feed the hamster inside of it. Yeah, exactly. Or that's get a all. new hamster. Yeah, that's true. Oh, should probably get a new one. Here, just uh, PSA for everyone listening. Speaking of your old consoles and opening them up. If you have any old consoles laying around, especially from the GameCube up, go make sure you took the batteries out of your controllers because they are sitting in there corroding. Just yeah. heads up. Go take your batteries out. Yep. <laughs> That's a thing. That's happened to me for sure. Many times I've lost several Wiimotes because of that. The batteries corroding oh. inside. Wow. Yep. Okay. I second that. Go take the batteries <laughs> out of your controllers, people. If you ever want to use them again. Moving on, I wanted to real quick talk about the two redesigns of the Wii that happened. Honestly, I never even read or knew that these redesigns happened uh, until I interacted with someone who had one. So actually, this first one, I didn't know at all. So it was redesigned and relaunched uh, October 28th of 2012. So this is six years later. Six years later, it's, I'm actually blown away how long this system actually went. But it dropped the price down to $150, which is, dang, that's a that's quite the price. Yeah. And I read that date wrong. I've got two dates here. Okay. <laughs> it was October 23rd, 2011. So five years later, this redesign was black, which I was jealous of because that looked sleek. The whole Wii, even though it was a pretty basic design, like it looked very sleek. I liked it. But this new one had no GameCube compatibility. Mm. Like the, the controller ports are gone, the memory card slots, and I was very surprised because that just seemed like such a selling point. I mean, even playing Smash Bros, like they made sure that you could use GameCube controllers mm-hmm. on there to play Smash Bros. Yeah. And it was packed in, they packed in Super new Super Mario Bros. Wii. So pretty good deal for 150 bucks to get a pack-in game. Mm-hmm. And then they later relaunched this. This was that second date I said. So October 28th, 2012, and replaced the Mario Bros. with Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. Mm-hmm. So that was the first redesign. Did you know that existed? I did. And I remember talking to people who were very disappointed because they bought the console expecting it to have GameCube compatibility. Lo and behold, surprise, it's gone. Yeah, that sucks. Like, I knew a black one existed, but I didn't know they took the GameCube out. Mm-hmm. Seems like such a small thing to take out at that point. Like, what's the... I mean, I understand the need to make it cheaper, but by then, the game... I don't know. Well, so that's GameCube. the thing. I believe, like, the older something gets and technology develops, those GameCube components are actually more expensive because they're not made anymore. Ah, uh, because you have to especially manufacture them? Right. I see what you mean. Right. Mm. So it's probably okay. cheaper to just not worry about it. So then... The other redesign is the Wii Mini. And have you ever seen one of these? I have not, but I've heard of it. So the first time I saw one, I, th- I was like, what on earth? This is this is the most stupid bare bones thing I've ever seen. Like, who is this for? <laughs> because all it is, 
It is basically a top-loading disk drive. That is it. It is just a red square, uh-huh. and then the top has like a, a gray-black, you know, like push-top thing where you push down, the whole, the lid pops up, you put the disk in. That's it. It's just like a, a glorified CD player is what it looks like. Wow. And it is bare bones. Like, it has almost no features, obviously no GameCube. It doesn't even have Wi-Fi. So you can't even oh. use this for Netflix, which we that's all we used our Wii for in its later years was then was Netflix. <laughs> but it was just it was weird. It's like just the shell of it's what it used to be. It doesn't even look like a Wii. It just has Wii on the top. And it was originally designed to be an exclusive for Canada, and that's why it was red. Ah. And I see. it came out on December seventh, two thousand twelve for $99 in canadian so okay i mean in american i don't know if it i couldn't find the american price but i'm sure it was a little cheaper or maybe it was the same i don't know it's cheaper uh than the canadian dollars u.s dollars a little bit uh Uh, yeah i understand that but like what if they just also launched it at 99 here they could have oh good point i don't know so yeah it did it later came out here November 17th, 2013, so almost a year later, but it also had Mario Kart Wii packed in. Oh, okay. Yeah. It sounds like fun. You could still at least play it with friends then. Yeah, so it was a good deal, and I read that like their thought process was just like, this is this is like your second Wii. This is <laughs> one for like another a side room or something like that. And okay. it had a very, the, the red Wiimote looked so good. I mm-hmm. love that. I love just controllers that are different colors, especially yeah. when they're like more rare. Like Xbox, not as much because all their controllers are different colors. Yeah. But when there's <laughs> like an exclusive different color, give me that. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely holds its own when it's displayed on your shelf or you get to look at it for a long time afterwards, which you've got quite the video game collection. I'm sure you've got a uh, Actually, few proud things. Not a lot around, of right? Wii, though. Not a lot of Wii, but we'll get into that later so ebay time (laughs) so jake do you have any other facts you want to share before we move on to top five facts about the wii nope i'm good we covered a lot (laughs) we covered quite a bit (laughs) we sure did so good good facts cameron i i appreciate hearing all that stuff and rehearing some of it too So let's go ahead and move on to the our ending of the episode with our top five. And we're going to talk about our top five launch games. Now, we didn't actually say what all the launch games are in the episode because there's a lot and a lot of them are just kind of like shovelware stuff you don't need to worry about. So we'll, we'll mm-hmm. talk about them a little bit as we discuss our top five. Yeah, Sound that good, sounds good, Jake? That sounds beautifully wonderful. Beautifully wonderfully. <laughs> all yes. right. So, top five launch games. Why don't you launch off for us? I shall. I'm going to start off by going with a fun one that some of us might have played. I don't know if you've played this, but uh, Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam, my number five. Did you ever play that, Cameron? Uh, no. What was that? So, it was a Tony Hawk game, obviously, but the trick was <laughs> the trick <laughs> the trick of the game was you were going downhill the whole time 
So it was essentially a uh, arcade-style game. Okay. Where you had only a limited amount of time while going downhill to pull off as many cool tricks as you could. Uh, and you'd use the Wiimote uh, held to the side, and you'd move it, or you'd tilt it left and right to move. And oh, okay. That was, it was either great or off-putting to some people, and it got a lot of bad reviews, but I still liked it. It was fun. It was different. So, Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> That that's a good point, and one thing we did forget to talk about is, you know, one of the detriments of the Wii was third-party support. Uh-huh. All of its first-party games were incredible uh-huh. because you know it's Nintendo doing what Nintendo does, while all these third-party games, or a lot of them, were ports, bad ports of 360 games because we just didn't have the capability. Or they were just like crappy shoehorned motion controls. And a lot of, yeah. I mean, that's all what the launch games were, where it's like, it's like some games, sure, maybe there were ports of other games, but then others were the, they were like, let's take a license people know, like Tony Hawk, and then shoehorn in this motion control and make the whole game based off that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I get that, because people are like, no, I want a Tony Hawk game. Like, this isn't, this isn't the right experience. But it somehow worked out for some people, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. all right so i will say disclaimer beforehand i've not actually played five launch games so a few of my games i just i put them on here just because i i know i like the series okay okay awesome so so my number five is super monkey ball banana blitz nice and i put that on there because i have played monkey ball games before and i think they're super charming and fun and I'm guessing this worked really well as a Wii game with motion controls. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe it sucked, but it's my number five. But what you remember is probably much better than the way it actually is because of how <laughs> old the game is. is. Yeah, it's true. We remember something great, but I've never played this one. I did play it on the GameCube, though. Yeah. Not ever on the Wii. Okay. Still, good series. Super Monkey Ball! My number four is Blazing Angels Squadrons of World War II. Oh, that's a, like a dogfighting game, right? Yep, it was a World War II uh, flight dog simulator. Dogfighting not a good thing, Jake. I know. That's why I went with airplanes. Oh, okay. Dogfighting airplanes. Oh, uh, yep. okay. Yeah. yeah a dog, <laughs> dogs probably can't uh, win against airplanes very well. Pro- probably not. Yeah. Usually you need people flying those. Dogs flying airplanes would not be very effective, I think. Unless it's a really smart dog. Oh, anyway. So, <laughs> World War II uh, dogfighting flight simulator where you use the motion controls to fly your plane. And it was a lot of fun. And uh-huh. yeah, looking back at some of the videos of this, because I don't have a Wii right now, the graphics probably could be better and they didn't hold up very well. But at the time, it was really cool. And I'd never played a realistic themed World War II fighting game before Yeah, that had airplanes. And it did not get the best reviews again, but I loved it. People right. thought the controls were finicky, but no. I'm sure that was the case for a lot of launches. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, my number four was Rayman Raving Rabbids. I think I only played this just very shortly. Never owned it. But I remember the advertising to this. Uh-huh. Where we just got all these really goofy rabbits going, wah! 
<laughs> you know, just yelling and screaming all over the place. Yeah, and yeah, I remember yeah. being like, whoa, wait, this is a Rayman game? I'm confused. Is Rayman even in this? Like, I don't really understand how they're connected. But for the most part, it's just like shooting galleries, shooting rabbits with plungers. And uh-huh. it was very odd. But I remember being very interested in it, even though I never owned it. Because it's like, oh, I don't need a, just a motion control gimmick game. Yeah. But, mm. but I remember, I, I, I think some people... A lot of people really hate the rabbits for how annoying they are. Mm. But I'm just like, you're all right with me, rabbit. You're all right. Mm. Nice little tribute there. All right enough with you to have them listed on your top five. <laughs> Very uh, nice. So they're not on your list, though? Uh, no. Okay, don't worry. I feel like I'm going to call it right now. We're going to score nine points on this. I really? think I think our top three are exactly the same. You think so? I think so. Go ahead. I think so. Tell me. Okay. Your, tell me number three. Next one is WarioWare Smooth Moves. I think our top two are going to be exactly the same. Six points. That's what we're going. Six get. points. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Good. Okay. Good prediction. That's, so. that's not on my list. <laughs> okay. Uh, WarioWare Smooth Moves. I don't even know if this is a launch title, but of all the Wii games that I've ever played, I probably played Whoa, this one You don't one even know if most. it's a launch? I don't think so. Then why is it Maybe on your it list? Is. I thought it was a launch title. Is it not? Um, let me look at this second page. I've got... Uh, I'm not seeing it on either of my lists. I found two different lists of launch titles, uh, varying degrees of difference, but WarioWare is not on either of those. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I had it on my list, and then I got really kind of paranoid. Like, oh, is this even a launch title? Oh my gosh! All right. Well, screw it up. Uh, Get, we need a different game. It came out December second, two thousand six. So no, that I mean that's very close to launch, but it's like two months later. Okay. So in that Ooh. case, I'll have to throw on there. Wait, hold on. You had one that wasn't a launch title, didn't you? What? Did you? Was and it Monkey Ball and Rabbids? Oh, those are both launch titles. Okay, yeah. we we sports. Was we sports not on your list, or are you changing? I'm changing it to we sports. So we sports was not on your list before. No. Oh man, you screwed this all up. Okay. D- did I really? Oh, <laughs> it's it's fine. We'll deal with it. So. Okay, so we sports. That is on that my list. That was another game that I played a heck of a lot of. Mm-hmm. And I remember playing bowling like crazy because that was the game to play with friends so and golf. Golf too was pretty fun. So bowling was definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. So I get, I got you. Yeah, Wii Sports is great. We're actually going to talk about it plenty next week, so let's not get into it too much. But Wii Sports is number two on my list. I just I awesome. thought I thought you'd have it on there. Can't believe it wasn't even there. No, it wasn't. Sorry. My number three <laughs> to backtrack is Excite Truck. Excite Truck? Yeah. Excite Truck, I was very excited about this because I loved Excite Bike 64, uh-huh. which is a motocross game. And so this is a very, like, crazy, fast-paced, basically monster truck racer. Mm-hmm. Not not quite like Excite Bike anymore, but obviously you held the controller sideways and you tilted it back and forth to control Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of precision in how you drove and how you landed. 
Like you wanted to try to land with all four tires at the same time for like a little boost. And there was like parts of the track that you could change as you drove and you'd have to like really quickly adapt to those changes. And it was just like a really good intense, not, not super deep, or at least I wasn't skilled enough to get deep with it. Mm -hmm. It was just an enjoyable time. They later came out with a sequel that was like excite bot, I believe. And it was Mm. pretty much the same thing. But all the cars were like bugs and like little animals with wheels, I believe. Huh. Do you remember that? I don't. Okay. <laughs> it sounds fun. It sounds cute. I just, I thought you played it. Oh, Excite Bike? Excite Truck. Excite Truck, yeah. No, I, I didn't. I all mean, right. I did, but it's not on my list. Sorry. Okay. What's your number two? My number two is Red Steel. Uh, I, th- I forgot Lunch about that. Title. I never played mm-hmm. that game. Oh, okay. Good game. Very interesting. First game I ever heard about on the Wii. And first game I ever played on the Wii at all. Oh. So because of that, it left a very big impression. And it basically takes you through Japan. You are trying to rescue your fiancé who was abducted by her father's uh, rivaling Yakuza crime lord or whatever. So it's all about the Japanese Yakuza. Which okay. is the uh, Japanese um, mafia? Mafia, essentially, and uh, it's a first-person shooter, so it's really nice having that control of holding essentially the gun in your hand and feeling everything as you shoot it. Yeah, and sword fighting too, right? And sword fighting, yeah. So it's gunplay and sword fighting. That's two cool. very awesome things. What about your number two, Cameron? So my number two was Wii Sports. So, to move on to our number one that we both obviously have in common, that is Twilight Princess. Mm. Yes, it is. That's going to be so mad. <laughs> no, I'm just being a jerk right now. It is Twilight <laughs> Princess. And you, you did call that very nicely. Yeah. So, four points total. Uh, Twilight Princess was one heck of a launch title. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone listening, it was their number one as well (laughs) Mm -hmm. but let's not get into it because that of course will get its own episode that is it let's go ahead and wrap it up this has been the Wii the Nintendo Wii and I just started talking right now without knowing where I'm going. Sometimes I just start talking and hope I find my way there in the middle. Uh, we. We. It's definitely nice to talk sometimes. <laughs> and I'm going to do the same thing. I am helping direct you. What the heck are we talking about, Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> the we. We suck at wrapping this up. <laughs> All right, we're Midwesterners. We have to draw out these goodbyes. <laughs> I guess. Everyone, I mean, I'm guessing we get to this point, and people just turn it off. Like, stop rambling about nothing. But you'll then they'll never know about the secret at the very end. That's true. Or they'll never find out what weird trap remix I put as the ending. So, <laughs> ooh, I wonder what I'll find. Probably mm. like a remix of the We Shop channel or the Me channel. That sounds ooh. good. All right, so. Thank you for indulging us as we took this trip down memory lane 
talking about the Wii and all of the great motion control joy nonsense that entailed. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. And I really want to come up with a new outro instead of have an awesome nerdy week. But until I do, have an awesome nerdy week. Mina san, sayonara.